morning I'd like to invite you to join me in 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. If you have your Bible with you, I invite you to turn with me now to 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be made like him. And we will see him for who he is. And all of us can hope in this. And we purify ourselves just as he is pure. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us today. We, your children, are gathered to hear a word from you. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Amen. The other afternoon, I was sitting on the living room floor with Seth, spending quality time with him. During this time, we read books and play with blocks and balls, and I help, at his request, I help him climb the furniture in the living room. I was sitting on the floor when he crawled over to his toy basket and pulled out a book with the mirror on the front called Peekaboo. He grabbed the book and he began crawling and pushing the book out in front of him to bring it to me until he caught a glimpse of himself in the mirror. When he saw his reflection, he stopped crawling and immediately burst into laughter and delight. He recognized himself, and he liked what he saw in the mirror. It was like he inherently knew how wonderful he was. He could see his goodness clearly in the reflection of the mirror. In fact, I've started to notice that he can't help but point it out every time we walk past a mirror in our house. If I'm carrying him and he sees his reflection, he points and he smiles with delight. And then without fail, he points to me as if he's trying to say, Look, Mommy, see how good you are too? It's us. Seth knows there's something special about himself. He can see who he is so clearly because there isn't anything fogging his mirror. He hasn't had anyone call him a bad name. He hasn't had anyone point out a flaw. He sees what God sees, a beautiful reflection of a child loved beyond measure, and he feels at home within himself. This morning, I'd like to invite you all to join me as we take a deeper look into the, this passage in 1 John. I believe these verses are a mirror God wishes to hold up to you today so that you can see the truth of who you are clearly. These verses not only teach us about who God is, but they also teach us about who we are and how we are called to live. Our scripture begins with a call for us to see. See what love the Father has given us. We are called to open our eyes, to pay attention, and to examine what's in our view. This isn't a love that's far off. It's a love that we can see. It's visible, not hidden, and it isn't blurry. It's in plain sight. Just recently, I was listening to a song by Carrie Job called 
find you on my knees as I was driving to the church, and the lyric struck me. She sang, God, I know that you lift me up. You never leave me searching. It's transforming to know how God is totally available to us. God will never leave us searching. God doesn't play hide and seek. And God doesn't withhold who God is from us. Christ promises in Matthew 7, 7 that when we seek God, we will find God. Our passage this morning calls us to see what's right in front of us. And yet, I know it can be really hard to see what's right in front of us, especially when we are busy with all of the things on our to-do list. Brad and I have had an incredible to-do list because we moved in June. It's been a huge task to unpack and get organized with our busy schedules and our even busier one-year-old moving around the house. We've experienced a whole lot of doing and not a lot of being. The other week I was in our bedroom looking for a certain pair of shoes so I could leave to go back to the church for youth. I went through our room, which at the time still had many things in boxes and was in disarray. And I walked straight to the closet where I knew I had put my shoes. I searched and I searched and I couldn't find them anywhere. But I knew they were in our room. I knew I had put them somewhere and I couldn't find them. And I felt time slipping away and I began to frantically look for this pair of shoes because I was on the cusp of being late. And then the thought ran through my head. I need to have Brad come in here and look for my shoes because I'll bet he'll be able to see them. I know they have to be in plain sight somewhere. I called Brad to come into our room and I told him, I can't find my shoes anywhere. (laughs) And if I don't find them right now, I'm going to be late. Can you please help me? He agreed to help and within seconds pointed to them on the shelf of our closet right where I left them. They were nearly right beside where I had originally been looking, hidden from me in plain sight. We often lead our lives defined by the tasks we have to complete. Our doing becomes the driving force behind our being. We get wrapped up in our tasks and goals and in completing the things we know we have to get done that our doing leaves little room for us to truly be. Our doing even leaves little room for us to be with others. I was so concerned with getting out of the door and back to the church because I couldn't find my shoes that I wasn't able to be present in the bedroom to see them right in front of me. My mind, body, and soul were not aligned, conscious, or present in the room. I was 10 steps ahead of myself, and mentally, I was 10 miles down 485. And yet, cool, calm, and collected Brad was able to walk into the room, be present, and point to the obvious. They're right there, Meredith. The author of 1 John is calling us to see the obvious. The author of 1 John is calling us to see this amazing truth, which is, by our own fault, sometimes hidden in plain sight. The first word in verse 1, see, is saying to us all, Hey, look right here. I found what you've been looking for. God isn't hiding from you. And now that we're all looking, what is it God wants us to see? We are called to see what love the Father has given us. This love has already been given. 
It's a love that's available right now. It's a love, as Psalm 139 reminds us, that was knit into every fiber of our being. And this is a love that was breathed into us from the beginning when our Heavenly Father created us. As one commentator notes, it's a love that was given to us which doesn't rest on a system of merits and rewards, but on the confidence that God continues to love us with an unearned love. As Methodists, we call the first love of God provenient grace. It's the love of God that has gone before each of us before we were even aware of what love was. Our God is one who always, without fail, makes the first move. And our God is our Heavenly Father who is love. Which means when we read the first verse, we are able to see that God has given God's self to each of us. We have already been given God, and our task is to receive what's been so generously poured out on us. Receiving God is how we come to know who we are. We are God's children, called, claimed, and wanted. This is the mirror the Holy Spirit desires to hold up to you. It's the mirror image of God's self to you because it was in God's image you were created. Do you see yourself as a child of God? Many of us have a hard time seeing the image of God in ourselves. We're too busy critiquing who we are or allowing the opinions and words of others to dictate our thoughts about ourselves. We spend a lot of our time doing and trying to become who we think we should be. As a youth minister, I talk with students regularly about their view of themselves. I'm amazed by the amount of self-loathing, critiquing, and comparing our students go through. It starts from a young age. Someone says you aren't good enough, and you begin to believe them. You begin to see yourself through the lens of what everyone else has said about you. The truth of who you are, that you are a loved child of God, begins to get blurry and hidden from view. And maybe you begin to hide yourself from the view of others. Shame researcher Brene Brown says that when we seek approval, we stop believing in our worthiness and we start hustling for it. To hustle means to push or to force one's way. In what ways are you hustling in your own life? Have the names others have called you fogged up your mirror? Have you become so defined by the tasks you accomplish in a day that your doing outweighs your ability to be? Ephesians 4 says to put away your former way of life and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to clothe yourselves in the new self created according to the likeness of God. We are called to stop hustling for approval. We are called to be clothed in the new self, which is a complete gift of God. It is a gift to be called a child of God. This isn't of our doing, but it is a work of God in each of us according to God's loving kindness. It is God who has chosen us, and it is God who desires to be with us. And being God's child means we aren't meant to get it right every time. We are going to fall, we are going to mess up, and we are going to need God every day because it is in our nature to be dependent. But do not, do not, by the mercy 
and grace of God fall into thinking that you have to win the approval of God by your own works because you'll never be able to do so. Franciscan priest Richard Rohr says often across most of his books, you have to get the being right and then you can move on to the doing. Our being has already been shown love by the Father. It's already been poured out on us because we are God's children. It's who we are. The other night I was rocking Seth to sleep and he was cradled in my arms, completely relaxed. And I looked at him and I thought about how he doesn't have to have all of the answers right now. He doesn't have to worry about when he will eat next because he has a mommy and a daddy who will take care of him and make sure he has what he needs. His job, his job, is to grow and to trust that his parents will be with him every step of the way. Can you relax in your identity as a child of God? Can you lean into God in full trust of his mercy and grace? When we live out of our identity as God's children, we are free. We step into the freedom of not having to get it right all of the time. The freedom of being someone who is already loved means there isn't a need to hustle for approval. No matter how hard we try, we will never be able to earn God's love. We are freed by grace and mercy to receive what's already been given. Have you received the gift of God? A colleague of mine told me about a workshop she led once where she placed a large mirror at the front of the room and invited the people who gathered there to call out the names they had been called throughout the years. My colleague took a dry erase marker and began to write each of these words on the mirror. Words like annoying, slow, and stupid began to fill the mirror. She turned and looked at those gathered and empathetically exclaimed how hard it must be for everyone in the room to see their own goodness. When they look in the mirror, their image is distorted and hard to see. She shared with me through the course of the workshop, each hurtful word is erased, and then it's replaced with a word God has to say about each of them. And these new words get placed along the outer edge of the mirror so each person can see clearly who they are. As children of God, we have a call to step up to the mirror with others and begin to wipe away the lies we've all come to believe about ourselves. We are called to hold the mirror up to one another and point to the good and wonderful things we see. Charlie Brown and I envision the youth ministry here at Weddington to be one where each student knows their worth and value. It's our prayer for each youth to have a place to belong. With pressure from school, work, peers, and even parents, it can be hard for youth to have a positive self-image or even know they are a child of God. And I am blown away each time I get to watch our students hold up the mirror to one another. Being a part of our youth ministry has been a gift in my life personally because I get to witness how they reflect the love of Christ to one another. Our youth tell us often how glad they are to have a place just to be themselves. One of my favorite stories of one of our youth seeing the truth of who they are happened this year on our senior high retreat. After returning home, one student posted on Instagram, I was really nervous for this weekend. 
Lately, I haven't known if I belong in this youth group or if I have any friends. I was terrified that no one would want to talk to me and that I would be left on the outside like I so often am. Normally, I like to be right, but this time, I was thrilled to be wrong. Never have I talked to so many people that I don't know, much less felt such a connection. Never have I walked into a room and so many people were calling me to sit with them or play a board game or worship that I felt guilty for picking one. This student had the mirror held up to her from every direction, and we collectively said to her, we love that you're here and your presence is a gift to us all. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you have already been defined by our Heavenly Father. Love has already been poured out on you. And you are called to step into this grace. Who is God calling you to walk alongside of? Who in your life needs to know their value as a child of God? This morning we gave Bibles to third graders. And we want each of them to know the truth of who they are. Hebrews 10.24 calls us to consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. We are called to spur each other on towards loving God and towards loving others. And by giving these children Bibles, this morning we are telling them that they are a loved child of God. And that they will never stop being that. They are called, they are cared for, and they have a God who will never fail them, never leave them. And never forsake them. May you also be reminded this day that you too are a child. May you no longer be a stranger to God. And may you rest in your truest childlike self and feel at home in the love of the one who claimed you long before you claimed yourself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's pray. Lord, we are grateful that your loving presence is with us now. Lord, may we abide in you as you abide in us, and may we be transformed. In your name we pray. Amen.